Hey y'all, welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David. And I am Leanna. And, and we're, we're the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s, living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. (laughs) Welcome back. And so we will be real honest with you guys about this episode is that we are have been anxious about doing this for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, uh, we're going to like we're there for you guys with this episode and uh, hope that you all can take something from this and um, learn from our mistakes and uh, maybe learn something new, you know, Um, maybe from our history and how to move forward uh, with anxiety. And so, you know, Feeling anxious and worried, um, you know, like a lot of a lot of people, I think this year it has brought up so much more of it because of, you know, what has happened uh, with the world, you know, and uh, I just want to say and, you know, have to say is that, you know, so much of our lives, we allow ourselves to be held back by things or by our biggest fears that can be helped or handled by professionals. So we, you know, have to talk about this in order to continue, but, you know, we are not uh, professionals and we are only here to guide you along with this journey. Uh, And if you um, do need to seek counseling to, we encourage you to to take that first step and um, to contact a professional. Um, If, you know, you feel like that there's no, like, that there's like no last resort. So, um, I think after saying that, you know, um, this is going to be an episode from a Christian perspective, but we encourage all listeners to listen. Even if you're not a Christian, you're kind of wondering about Christianity or, you know, uh, I think that all people can relate to this Christians, non-Christians, uh, other religions and stuff like that too. So, but you know, we, we want to keep it simple and, um, we want to keep it based on the word of God. And so that's how we're going to roll. So, Mm -hmm. Well, the reason why I haven't really been talking as David's been talking is I really am nervous for to, uh, I just talked about it in this episode. Um, obviously, we're doing this episode because we have a history with anxiety, uh, mainly me. Um, so, but first, before we even get into that and sharing our story and our history behind it, uh, I do want to define um, worry and anxiety. Just yeah. so that there's no uh, miscommunication or um, like not define, defining it right. Um, but worry is the mental distress or agitation resulting from concern, usually for something impending or in- anticipated. So I guess an example for that would just be like if you have a an exam coming up, you're worried because you haven't studied. Like that's, that's such a worry. It's not being anxious. Um, but for anxiety, it's an abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear often marked by physical signs, such as tension, sweating, increased pulse rate, your heart rate is, um, increased, 
and by doubt concerning the reality and the nature of the threat, and by self-doubt about one's capacity to cope with it. So it's just like feeling like there's an impending doom that's going to happen to you if, if something is going to happen the way you fear it's going to happen, or um, just other things. And we're going to define more about anxiety like in the following um, episode, so... Those are the two words that we wanted to make sure we define correctly so that if you feel like we're talking about something about anxiety, you're like, oh, maybe I do have anxiety. It could just be worry, but we just want to define that so that there's no cause for concern on that. Yeah. And like um, a really good example is that, so let's just say that you're worried about getting to the airport on time. So that's a specific threat. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't make it to the airport, I'm going to miss my flight. So you're worried about it. That's a, a good worry example. But feeling anxious about traveling, whether it's, like, a more general concern. So that's probably, like, a good example of the difference between worrying and anxious. Like, you're feeling anxious about traveling, but you're worried about getting to the airport on time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and... um. I think, like, you know, we've all felt that if you traveled at all, uh, getting to the airport on time is something that definitely worries you. <laughs> yeah, and somebody maybe, has missed their flight before. Yeah, I've completely missed my flight before because we didn't get there on time. <laughs> and then I felt really anxious because I didn't know what we were going to do. So I think, you know, if you have traveled before, I think um, some of us can definitely relate. But we're not talking about traveling here. We're going to talk about a little bit more uh, in depth about, you know, anxiety Um like I said, the symptoms, our history, and how to move forward mm-hmm. with it. And so there are three most common anxiety disorders uh, from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. I think it's called ADAA. Dot org. Yeah, dot org. Yeah. And so these, so if you can't guess, like there are... Um, I think there was like seven or eight of them total, but I should put down the three most common just for this episode. We can't have an hour and a half long episode. <laughs> yeah. And so whenever Leanna asked me, she's like, David, what do you think the number one common anxiety disorder is? I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I think I said something like uh, maybe like social anxiety or like something like that. I was like, maybe being social or something. And, and I said no. And she said no. And so the number one is phobias, mm-hmm. which I never would have thought that. But, you know, a lot of people have phobias, um, whether that's like the fear of heights, flying, driving, traveling. And it's, there's more like people have the fear of spiders, but like an, it's like an irrational fear and like like they will be held back. If like, for instance, um, if someone, uh, they have to travel somewhere. But they don't want to fly, they'd rather drive there. They will do everything they can to drive there versus flying. That's a phobia. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so I think like with phobias this year, oh my gosh, like the COVID, I think it was like a phobia in its own, which like we're, we're scared to like, we're afraid to just like do stuff, you know what I mean? Because we don't know if we're going to get sick or not or, and die. Well, at and the same so, time, I wouldn't define it as a phobia just because it's we're going to define it later on what that is. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. Yeah. So what's number two? Number two is social anxiety, which is what you said earlier. Um, so this is something that I struggled with a lot when I was 
Um, I think starting in middle school and even now today, I still struggle with it, but it was way more intense when I was in high school and early college years. Um, so this is what it is. It's the intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social or performance situation. It can be like, you know, um, giving a speech or uh, giving an oral presentation or presenting your presentation for your job. It can be any of those things. Like Those are like examples of like, you know, in a social or, or even going to a party or going to uh, a place where you know you're not going to know anybody. Uh, th- those are all like situations like that. But people with social anxiety, they may worry about acting or appearing visibly anxious, like blushing, stumbling over words, being viewed as stupid or awkward or boring. And as a result, they often avoid social or performance situations. And when a situation cannot be avoided, they experience significant anxiety and distress. Symptoms can be rapid heart rate, nausea, sweating, and they may experience a full-blown attack when they're confronting with a feared situation. So, I know that's not a really long definition, but uh, you will understand, you know, you'll see more examples as I start to share my story later on in the episode. Yeah, so, and here's the third one, is a generalized anxiety. And it is characterized by persistent and excessive worry about a number of different things. You know, people with GAD may anticipate disaster or may be overly concerned about money, health, family, work, and other issues. Symptoms may be like these, feeling nervous, having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom, increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, sweating, trembling, feeling weak, tired, difficulty concentrating, sleep troubles, and the list goes on and on for generalized anxiety. And so this is real, I guess it like encompasses like the worries and the anxieties of like, you know, like kind of like that aren't so specific, like a phobia or social. This is kind of like more grouping. I'm sure there's more subtopics to this one, but this is like kind of like generalized anxiety. So we kind of want to- And this can be an example of what a lot of people went through this year with COVID, um, a lot of people may have experienced anxiety or mental distress because they didn't know what to do. You know, someone could have lost their job or uh, they didn't know what to do when their children were home or all of their routine and everything. The schedules were all like jacked up and messed up and they didn't know what to do. And it's like you get anxiety from like, you don't know what the next day holds. And for some people, they don't mind that, but other people, when they have a schedule or they know uh, what to expect, like tomorrow or next week or next month, and they have no idea, like everything that flipped and their world is upside down, I can see why they can get, you know, anxious about the future or about the next day. And another example can be, you know, people have, you know, fears and anxiety about COVID and catching it or giving it to their loved one and that they will die or they, they know someone that passed away and they get more anxious that they can get it too, you know. So those are all examples of like anxiety um, and the reason why we didn't bring it up for this episode. So what, what's the other reason why we're bringing up anxiety? Well, is that here's what's crazy is that the, one of the other reasons why we're bringing this episode up and this topic up is because, you know, if something happens to somebody that 
um, the anxiety and the worry increases, people can tend to brush it off mm-hmm. as being shy or introverted. And it's okay to be like that and to allow yourself to be held back just because that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. But we refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. We refuse that to believe that for ourselves. We know that only Jesus can help me through, you know, so much and like what I'm going through and what Leanna's going through and what we're going through as a couple. And Jesus can help you through it too. Yeah. So, so we refuse to believe that that anxiety will hold you back, you know, and that, you know, feeling either introverted or being like the sense of it, you just brushing it off, like it's not just who you are. Jesus does not like anxiety and Jesus is not about anxiety. And, um, you know, we all have at one point felt anxiety and worry. And so, you know, that's why we want to talk about it is because only Jesus can help you through yeah, it. But and also, uh, you know, if you feel like you're at the, at the, like I said, at the end, then seek some professional help too as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, at the same time, like, if it's really affecting your everyday life and you have been praying and you have asked for help from your family and friends, there's no shame in asking for help by talking to a professional or getting the medicine that you need in order to heal and move on into the journey of restoration with Jesus by your side. There's no harm, there's no wrong in getting the medicine that you need if you need it. So that's just one thing I want to clarify. Um, but the second reason that we wanted to bring it up was because of COVID, right? So I just wanted to read some uh, quotes that I found online. Um, so anxiety is on the rise, especially during the pandemic, which is, you know, probably a no-brainer. But here are the numbers. Um, the pandemic, according to the data, is affecting people ages 18 through 29 with 42%, 42% of people recording anxiety and 36% depression. The second most affected age group was people 30 through 39, with 34% reporting anxiety and 28% depression. And older people who are more at, this is what's so like, strange about this. Yeah. The older people who are more at risk at catching and dying from COVID-19, they were far less likely to report emotional reaction. Only 16% of people ages 70 through 79 and 11% over 80 years old reported anxiety. Wow. Um, that is like the complete opposite of I, the young, younger generation. I was so blown away when I read that. I, I, I was reading it and I was telling David, David, look what I just found. Like It's like the opposite. And the people, and not, not to say that this is something, maybe you don't struggle with it and you do. And so... We just wanted to say what the numbers were, and this was actually the article was from, I think, June or July of this year. So this is not very long ago. Um, and so anyways, it's just crazy to, to see the numbers. You know, the people that are older from a different generation, they were more likely to catch COVID, and they were more likely to die from it. They were more likely to pass away from the symptom because of their underlying medical condition or just being uh, very old. And they had less anxiety. Yeah, that's crazy. Versus the people from 18 through 29, they're 99.7% likely to, you know, test COVID and survive. And they had the most anxiety. Yeah. 
42 percent i i i was just blown away by seeing that because i was curious on the numbers for this episode and i found it and i was like wow i I don't. I can't. I can't even respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> what so did you think of that? Response David? crickets. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have a little cricket here to do the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do the sound. Uh, to do the little sound bite. But yeah, I was like, wow. Whenever I first read that or, or heard that, Leanna told me, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I mean, it, it kind of like seems accurate based on people. Like, think about people who you've talked to during COVID older and younger think about how they've reacted maybe some of them great maybe some of them not so good yeah most of the older people in that age group that i have talked to i would say are not anxious about this Mm -hmm. because they know that they've lived a long life and that they know where they're going to be whenever they pass on however young people they have a lot a lot of life to live in this world and so it makes sense to see that that they would be more anxious about it because you know, you know, it's just crazy. And it's also a different generation. Yeah, it, it is too. There's a lot of factors of why those numbers are why. Or, but the fact is, is that we wanted to show you guys like, hey, like we've done our research about this. And, um, you know, if you're in that age group, 18 to 29, you know, or if you're in the age group of 70 to 79, there's still people reporting anxiety and depression out there. Right. So that's who, you know, that's why we want to talk about this. Even though the numbers are lower, you know, it's people are still reporting it. And they've had um, like hit record history yeah. with this year alone. It's been crazy. And so I guess we can kind of move on to, to the next little topic. And uh, we kind of called this just talking out loud. Yeah. And yeah. so I need like a, I need <laughs> like a drum. But um. And so this is kind of where we go in and tell our story about how we've had anxiety in the past and, you know, how we've gone to Jesus and how we've moved on from it, you know. And if we haven't moved on, we're still dealing with it today. And, you know, um, and so do you want to start or do you want to start? Whatever you want. I can start, but you can start too. Whatever you want. Okay. So once upon a time. Please don't do that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um. So I guess I was back in high school, and not many people know this. Not even Leanna knew this until we started talking about this. Yeah, I did not know but this at all. I I actually had severe, I'm telling you, severe number two social anxiety from the no most three common anxiety t- disorders. I had social anxiety bad in high school, and I remember I was so bad that like I didn't know what was wrong with me I had you know very few friends and that I didn't know how to talk to them I had a hard time keeping conversations going I didn't know how to communicate with others it was pretty it was pretty rough you know I was in like a low spot in high school and um I didn't have many friends at the time and so I was trying to make new friends but to be able to make new friends you have to socialize and communicate and I had a really hard time you know I would stutter sometimes and uh you know Um, I had like ADHD at the time and so I couldn't really like get my words out right. It was just a whole mess, you know? And so I remember, um, I called up my young life leader, uh, like I guess in the evening and I wanted to meet with him during lunch after lunch at school. So he, he came up and, and I asked him, we sat down, you know, uh, in, in the cafeteria in the loud cafeteria you know, with all the little chairs and the tables, hard, cold tables. And, oh uh, you know, the, the janitor was mopping and stuff. Are it you was setting like, the scene here yes, or you didn't tell the story? I'm, I'm setting the scene. 
And so, um, and I asked them, I said, hey, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I seem to communicate with others? Right? This, I thought that was, that was a pretty direct question. And he responded with, first, as being a Christian, there are some people who do not like it and want nothing to do with you. And there are others who do care about you. So he, you know, knew I was a Christian. And that's how he started it off, which was really good because it reassured me that I don't have to change to talk to people. I don't have to not be a Christian to talk to people. You know what I mean? I can hold my my values and my morals and still learn to socialize, right? And so it was crazy, right? And so he said that this is pretty cool, but the simplest way to communicate to someone is to ask about them and he said people love to talk about themselves and so i have literally used this concept ever since my mentor told me that and um, i do really appreciate it and it opened my eyes you know not that i was talking about me all the time or i just didn't know how to start up conversations you know i, I had a really hard time i was freshman i was trying to get to know people at my school and i just transferred from another school and um you know i was having a hard time getting to getting to meet people simply getting to know people and there you go so i felt like i had major social anxiety in high school and it wasn't until i would say way after college even to this day i'm still using this method to help with my social anxiety well, even if it's minimal right now i was major back then so basically, you let them talk so that you don't have to talk. Yeah. But at the same time, you will eventually start talking once you they start asking you questions. Well, what do you do? Or yeah, or whatever. It starts that conversation. I can see why that's a really good tip. On. Yeah, and so that's kind of what helped me with like social anxiety and stuff. So what about you? Let's let's talk out loud with Leanna. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, probably starting around in middle school. I started, like, getting really nervous to go to school, um, mostly because in the beginning, when I first started going to middle school, people kept saying, like, oh, she, she, she's, like, you know, a goody, good girl, and, like, she's perfect, and, like, she, she's a Christian, she loves Jesus, and, you know, making fun of me, um, so... <laughs> Funny little side note is that in seventh grade, when I came back to school, I was like a rebel. I started making fun of people. She still that people I would I would make fun of people so that they didn't get a chance to make fun of me first. So that's how I kind of started from there. That my my journey started from there. Um. So I. Because people made fun of me, I started getting nervous to go to school because I, was, I, I didn't want people looking at me. Um, I, I don't know how it, like, started from there, but I think because people made fun of me, that, that's where it, like, snowballed from there. Um, and I feel like that's where it started, and it grew stronger into, like, like social anxiety, even though I didn't know what that was at the time. I thought I was being weird. I thought there was something wrong with me. Everyone else seemed more, um, like, normal. Everyone seemed, like, happy, and I was the one dying on the inside because I was, like, nervous all the time, and 
Uh, I would blush all the time. I was still sweating a lot. Um, this is kind of TMI. It's funny now because I'm fine now. I don't do this anymore. But when I was in like late middle school, all throughout high school, I literally sweated so much. It's like not even like it's funny now to me looking back, but it wasn't funny then. Like I would do like a sweat pit <laughs> under my armpit Aww, every day. Sweaty pitties. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I would blame it on oh, like because I was in marching band. Oh, we had to do we had to run outside or we had to um, do something outside and or work out. That's why I'm sweating. I couldn't change my shirt, but it was literally because. Oh, it was funny. Not funny. I'm not. I keep using the word funny. I'm trying not to use that word. It it was really strange. But every time my mom would drive me to school, she knew that I would struggle with like getting nervous to go to school. She would pray with me, and then I would go inside. But my stomach would would be like hurting to go to school. Like I didn't want to go to school, but I would go to school because I had to. And I remember now. I just remembered. I did not eat. I did not eat breakfast. Because my stomach would hurt, and so I would eat, like, maybe, like, a couple of slices of apple, and that was it. And I wouldn't eat anything for breakfast. I would bring snacks to school because I didn't eat breakfast, and I'm hungry at school. And it's really weird that I wouldn't eat at home because I was nervous to go to school, but once I got to school, I was fine. It's really weird. Um, anyway, uh, so I didn't eat. I was sweat a lot. And because I sweated so much, like, I'm telling you, it was bad. It was so abnormal. I would sweat through my, sweat, you know, the sweaty pits of my shirt by lunchtime. I would have to go to the bathroom and school at least maybe three or five times a day just so I can wipe it down and make sure it doesn't get wet again. I would dry it off and, like, be in the stall, try to dry it off. Um, and I know, I know, like, hope you're not laughing, but, like, it was so serious, like, at the time. Like, I know I'm, like, kind of chuckling about it, but... I mean, once in a while, I still get nervous, but um, I now that I know that when I get nervous, I can prepare the night before. I have an antiperspirant that I put on the night before if I know if I'm going to be anxious about a certain event, party, or get together, uh, I'll put it on, and I, I don't sweat at all. So that's something I had to learn the hard way, and I had no idea, and I actually didn't tell my family for a while because I just felt embarrassed. I thought I had something you know, wrong with me, and so I didn't tell anybody, I was just, you know, keep my arms down, and even at church, I was, you know, keep my arms down while I'm praising the Lord. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Little T-Rex arms. Yeah, the little T-Rex arms, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I know I'm, like, laughing about it, because I'm, you know, you know, beginning this episode, really nervous to share my story, but even now, um, once in a while, I still get really anxious uh, socially, doing like small things like going to the grocery store by myself like when we first got married um I'll tell this story really fast um maybe like month four or five that we got married um me and David used to go to the grocery store together all the time but one day he was like oh my gosh like we forgot to do something or we didn't have time to go to the grocery store over the weekend Hindi Dolly and uh and I like started freaking out I, I don't know why like I just started sweating and my my palms sweating and I was like, I don't think I can do it by myself. I can't do it. I can't do it. And he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, I don't want people looking at me like, because I'm, I'm a newlywed and uh, they didn't know that I'm I'm new at this, you know, marriage thing. I don't know what I'm, I don't know the HGB because I like moved uh, 30 minutes away from my parents' house and the HGB or if you're, if you have HGB where you're at, it's like a Walmart or, you know, whatever. 
Um, or a Publix. Or a Publix from Florida. That was really weird. Another story for that. <laughs> um, so that HGB or the grocery store that I was closest to now, I didn't know like the aisles. I didn't know where all the food was, the meat anything so i didn't want to look like an idiot walking around like trying to find something i'm going back and forth so i was going through all of these like scenarios i'm not even there yet like y'all i'm not even there i'm going through all of these scenarios in my head in the split of a second and i'm starting to get anxious i start sweating and david like knew there was something wrong (laughs) i started crying i was like david i can't do it and he's like okay you don't have to go but it's your choice you know like you can do it or you don't have to but I'm not gonna um you know make you feel bad if you don't um so he was like okay what do we need let's write down a list okay okay what do we need let's, let's meal plan for the week okay I wrote down everything I thought about <laughs> this is so weird but I even looked up the uh the groceries like um um the aisles online just so I can know where all the food was <laughs> Aww. I'm telling you, um, so sometimes it still, um, I, it still flares up, like, even just starting a podcast and starting the blog, like, I didn't want to do it because I don't want people to think I'm, we're weird or, like, you know, looked at as wrong or made fun of us, so those are all symptoms of, like, social anxiety, and, yeah. uh, I remember, um, when I was in college, I took my psychology class, and he defined all of these things. I'm like, oh my goodness, I struggled with all of this when I was in middle school, high school, and I can now name it, and I can now work on it, like, because I didn't know what was wrong with me. I couldn't, like, name it or anything, but of course, you know, back in middle school and high school, I would pray. I would pray and pray and pray, like, please take it out of me, but I feel like God put this you know it's, it's a part of my life because I one day right now I'm sharing my story and I can tell you like you're not alone if you struggle with social anxiety if you struggle with meeting new people um you know all of these all of these things like I'm telling you I'm right there with you like you're not alone um so that's kind of my story I still struggle with it once in a while but I really like we're gonna share some tips um, later on how to handle it, how to move forward with your life, even having anxiety. So sometimes your anxiety will stay with you all your life, and that's okay. As long as you know how to handle it, as long as you know that you can talk to people, pray to God for strength every single day. <laughs> what I'm doing right now, recording this, this is not from me. This is not from David. This is all from the Holy Spirit um, helping, us, helping us and uh, having the right words to say, and we just want to, you know, minister to you, um, you know, to glorify Jesus and to help you break your chains of, you know, anything that you have it can be anxiety, fear, your past, um, anything like that. So, sorry for that random <laughs> spiel it here. Good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my story, and, um, yeah, so I never told it to anybody, but yeah. other than my husband and my family, but, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So y'all getting some, some fresh new information from both of us that if you didn't know that we have, and, you know, maybe still do struggle with it too. So that, you know, it's always good to know that like, you're not alone out there if you are in that boat, um, struggling with it too. And so I guess like, you know, what does the Bible say about this stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something we can dive into next is like, hey, like, okay, 
you know, David and Leanna, what does what does the Bible say about this? So we found two good verses. We have four, but we're going to give you two, um, and then you can look them up. You can look up the last two on your own if you like. So the first one is Philippians four, six through seven, and it says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, but prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God." which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so this is a really, really good Bible verse that we both love. And it literally kind of defines like, hey, like it literally brings up the word anxious about in the Bible, you know, and it, it says, you know, um, do not be anxious about anything, even though that's really hard. And usually, if the Bible states something like that, that means, like, people are anxious all the time. Mm -hmm. And they're anxious about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But it says, you know, be at peace with God. You know, the second half to this is the peace. And that's what what we always get drawn to whenever we're feeling anxious is, is we pray for peace. Yeah. And we direct that prayer because we know that we need peace. Uh, and then, then we're able to understand why we're anxious about a certain situation. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, so what about the second verse? Well, I just wanted to touch on the last one for yeah, a second. On the first so, one, yeah. uh, the part where it said, do not be anxious about anything, don't feel like, you know, that's God saying, like, don't be anxious or you're not listening to me. It's just like, he's calling you or commanding you to, no, don't be anxious about something, but take it to him in every situation. Take it to him in prayer, you know, draw strength from him. Um, and, you know, give your request to God, like, God, I'm so anxious to go to the grocery store, like, can you please help me? And, you know, that's why it says, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, even your anxiety. It will guard your heart and your mind. And so anxiety starts in the mind, and that's something I've always turned to um, when I struggled with this in the past and even now. Um, but I just wanted to say that part. It's just a command to not be anxious, but take it to him. Like, he wants to hear everything you're feeling and yeah. what you're thinking. Um, but yeah, so Matthew 6, 34, and that's a few, a few verses. Oh, no, no, that's it. Okay, yeah, Matthew 6, 34. It said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's almost like, you know, why are you so worried? Like, why are you so anxious about what's tomorrow, what's this week or what's next month, um, this year, you know, this whole year in a whole. <laughs> it's like, it's been so crazy, but it's that, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. And that's something that me and David really implemented during our time of quarantine and um, being at home is we had to take it one day at a time. Like, do you, would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a, literally had to take it one day. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know, like, the new news. I mean, it was, like, every day something different. And so mm -hmm. we had to anticipate, I don't know, kind of nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's why we kind of, like, you know, got through it all, I guess, as best as we could, as best as anyone can. Yeah, yeah. And so um, there's this one... Uh, quote that I like and it says worry is the interest paid to those who borrow trouble so oh interesting dang. right yeah that's a good quote would you yeah. find that online yeah or? online yeah it was wow. like um somebody was kind of paraphrasing the verse and 
um, they they stated that, which was like really cool, and I do yeah. like that. Um, you know, I guess like worrying and being anxious is something that's like constantly, I guess, coming up in life, and you know, and, and it's gonna be there. Unfortunately, it's always gonna be there, and so, but you know, we can take it one day at a time. Yeah. And focus on what's important, and we have the Lord Jesus by our side, and we also have professionals that can help too as well. If yeah. we're if we feel like we cannot get out, you yeah. know, and so how do we? Oh, there are two other verses that I want to bring up. Is Proverbs three five through six is a really good one. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Open up your Bible and read it, and, and study it, and study it. And then there's, and there's another one, Second Timothy one seven. So we encourage you to go open your Bibles up and look at it. We're not going to tell you what it is because we want you to look at it yourself. But read it. Um, it's really good. Yeah. And so I guess the third part of this is how can we handle it? Meaning, how do we handle anxiety after it's been identified? Yeah. So we, then, we identified it. We Hopefully, maybe we identified what's it causing you anxiety today. You know, uh, maybe it's a phobia, social anxiety, or maybe it's general, or maybe it's worry. But, you know, how can how can we handle it? After it's been identified. Yeah. So, like, basically, you know, how do we move forward with it? Like, sometimes we may not be able to, you know, take away the anxiety or the fears or the worries. But, you know, we can always take it to God, just like it says in Philippians 4, 6, 6 through 7. Um, but the first one is to pray. <laughs> yeah, so Get on your knees and pray. Moving forward equals prayer. Yeah. So, <laughs> if, even though... And vice versa. Even though you could be praying and nothing happens, just keep praying and pray and pray and pray and get into your word. Um, reading the Bible has helped me so much. I literally, I don't know how I would have gotten through high school if it wasn't for going to my Bible. Like I have my old Bible that's in, you know, in the house and I literally like highlighted, I cried over it. I spilled coffee on it. Ooh, <laughs> like the latte. Yeah. The but, pumpkin spice latte. No, we don't drink that here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had, I had that Bible with me. I will never throw it away because I remember what it represents. It's not just anxiety, but you know, through all the heartbreaks I've had, I've had, um, you know, you know, friend, friendship breakups and like all these things, you know, high school drama, you know, and I had to go back to the word because only God was able to, you know, help me. And he was the only one there for me when no one else was. And even though I had anxiety about, you know, who's, who's I didn't sit next to at lunch or who's I didn't talk to or who's going to be my, my real friend or who's going to be the one for me, you know, to marry one day. Um, I had a lot of anxiety about that, about the future, about everything, and as well as social anxiety <laughs> so much. Um, I was just praying, like, God, please help me. And even though he doesn't take it away, he gives me peace through, through it all. Um, yeah. So that's really important, just pray, oh, that's pray, good, pray. Lena. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Prayer works, and prayer, prayer is powerful, and prayer brings you closer to Jesus. Yeah. And to God as well, you too. You want to say the so, next one? Yeah, so I guess the next little um, point is that to, to talk to your family and friends, people that you trust, you know, don't keep it bottled inside on how you're feeling. Yeah. So I think how um, you make things worse is if you do keep it inside because it's just going to fester. And, and you're the gonna, enemy can, will use that against you. Yeah, and your anxiety, you're going to be anxious about your anxiety. 
and then it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big circle. And so it's like, it doesn't stop until you break the circle and go out to reach out to somebody, you know, um, and tell them like what's going on and ask for help. Especially if you don't even know what you have. Like if we've been talking about all of these symptoms and, um, you know, disorders and you're like, oh my gosh, I have like more than half of the things that you have said. What what you are experiencing is some kind of anxiety disorder or something with a mental health issue. And if you didn't even know that, now you can identify it or go tell somebody, tell your mom, tell your 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 sister, your brother, um, and get some help or get the help that you need to identify what you really have. Like, don't take it from us. We're not professionals, like we said. We just wanted to help you identify that so that you can move forward. Yeah. And then um, the third thing is take it one day at a time, like we said earlier, one moment at a time. And if you want to refer back to Matthew 6. Yeah. So the reason why I put that down to, um, so that's something that, okay, it's, it's funny because the next point is something else. But I wanted to kind of really like highlight this part because this is important. So if you have finally re- realized that you have anxiety and you're kind of worried about the future, you're worried about, you know, people in your lo- your loved one dying or something like that, um, just take it one day at a time. Okay, God, I only have this day. Help me to take a hold of it. Um, me and David were reading our devotional, I think, last week. And one of the devotional was like, you know, take it one day at a time or make the most of today. The, yeah. the day that you have And we were today. like, whoa. We yeah. were actually wanting to do an episode over that. Yeah, we'll probably so. do an episode on that one. That was just like, it just blew my mind away. Um, so just take it one day at a time. Take what you have today and, um, you know, use it as a, you know, a right step in the right direction in a positive way. So... But you want to take the next point. Kind of the opposite. But I wanted to explain that first. Yeah, so take it one day at a time. But it's okay to plan ahead. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the next point. But, you know, whenever we talk about, like, you know, planning ahead, you know, maybe prepare your mind for the week. You know, um, it's I think it's different than taking it one day at a time. I think what it means is, is, like, taking one day at a time means, like, taking the day for the day. You know, by it's really good to plan ahead and it's really good to prepare for the week, but you don't know what the week has in store. You don't know what is going to happen. You don't know how you're going to react to something, but, you know, you can prepare and plan ahead. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to anxiety and worry, you have to take it one day at a time. You cannot plan. I'm going to be anxious about this. Or maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe if it's something like a phobia or social anxiety, you you got something in the future calendar you you're already getting anxious about. I don't know. Um, we know that like the holidays are approaching very soon, but we might have an episode on that. Yeah, we might have something with so, that. So, but, but we're not gonna talk about that right now. It. But but be on the lookout for that one probably next. And so. You know, um, whether it's a major event or an assignment, you know, plan ahead. It'll actually help you handle it, but it can also make it a little worse. It depends on, like, how you look at it. So, um, you know, plan ahead and and prepare your week, um, but don't try to um, plan how you're going to react to something. Yeah, so the reason why I put this one down is because I'm the type of person that will ask the teacher or professor, you know, back when I was in school, 
where's the syllabus? Where's the plan for the whole year? Because I would like to know when certain assignment or certain like uh like major major like I can have a meltdown if I don't know when I'm supposed to give out my speech. And I hate giving speeches. I don't want people looking at me or seeing how if I'm blushing or if I'm shaking, my hands are shaking, my voice quivers. Um, so I like to know, like, that's just me. I feel better when I know, okay, my speech is supposed to be on November 13th or something. Okay, I can plan ahead. I can start working on it this week. And then I can keep practicing, practicing, practicing for that instead of, oh my gosh, I'm going to procrastinate, you know, two days before. And then I'm going to look like an idiot. And then, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? That's what I mean in terms of, you know, plan ahead for something that you know that you get really anxious about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There That's what I mean. Not yeah, like, oh, go. plan ahead and have everything to the T. I'm saying plan ahead, you know, so that you're not having... Uh, you can maybe reduce your anxiety. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like the opposite. But like David said, if that's something that will give you more anxiety, then just take it one day at a time. Yeah, so those are two things. And last but not least, like we've said, I think four or five times, if you feel like things are not getting better and they're getting worse, please seek out or make an appointment with a professional. Yeah, And so um, no harm in getting help. No and harm in getting help. extra help. Yeah, seriously. Because we're not professional. Yeah. And because we're not perfect. So, you know, we we um, we really feel really strongly about this episode. And it's been kind of nervous. I guess we've had a little bit of anxiety yeah. leading up to this. And, um, you know, but in the end, like, we, we really care for all of you that are listening. And we felt like that it was time to talk about this topic. Um, and Especially hope- with this year. Yeah, especially with this year and, like, the election coming up and oh my gosh everybody's so anxious oh right goodness. now and so like nobody knows what's going on and so make sure you do do your early voting by the way i know that's random but early yeah, voting or vote, vote on the day of the general election november 3rd yes and so i'm sure you've seen it everywhere heard it everywhere but um yeah but that's kind of how we feel and um you know like we have tried many things in dealing with anxiety, these are the best things that we have learned that work for, you know, us and um, that that can work for all of you. And that's number one to pray. So yeah, and yeah. That's a do you have anything point. else? Yeah. So I'm glad that I finally, uh, you know, God gave me the courage to share my story. Uh, it's something that I've never really have told people. I just told people, oh well. I'm shy or I'm kind of introverted and I really am shy and I I am introverted but behind that there's a lot of anxiety and you know so I feel like it was so so much easier for me to share that I was introverted because I didn't want them asking questions oh like what's social anxiety like what's all this but once you've identified it you can be free from it and you can um, move forward with your life and you can help other people too if you can recognize those signs of um, the symptoms of other people that you love. You can help them. Like, hey, like, do you have these feelings or do you ever struggle with these symptoms? I have them too, but I, there are ways for you to, to help. And so I'm happy that we got to do this episode. So maybe a lot of people that can get help after this episode. And so just remember to pray. Uh, tell people about it and maybe get some help if you need if you need it right now yep yeah so i think we're good here yeah we'll see y'all next time bye adios 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way you can say thank you is to share your support. If you could take a quick screenshot of the episode, tag it at The Simple Mission, and share it online, it could make a huge difference for us, while also spreading hope and light to your friends and family. If you haven't done so, please just give us a star rating and a review on iTunes. This small act will take one minute of your time, but it could potentially change lives forever for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. See you next time.